，瘦鼠，叭叭叭叭。All right, so we're all set. We're all set, man. All right, welcome to the Social Age. My name is Adrian Saya.、Um, this is a podcast where we'll be talking about various subjects and concepts that will help you achieve the social life that you want. On today's episode, I have Tony Blanco in the building. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> we'll be talking about authenticity and energy. Okay. And how it plays a pivotal role in who you are and achieving the social life you want, and also who you connect with, right? And how it brings. Those you really want into your life together with intention, right? So tell me, how do you feel authenticity?、Um, what do you think about the subject? Like, how do you think it's impacted your life? I think it's crazy that、um, that you reached out to me the other day and that you brought it up because, like, I hadn't spoken to you in a minute.、Yeah. Like, it had been a while since we had spoken, but the vibes and the energy that we transmuted when we first met、mm-hmm. just carried on. And it's like、uh, it's just wild to think that somebody that I moved here two years ago, yeah, right. So you were one of the first people who I met, and、um, so basically to see somebody with ambition and where I was starting out when I first came here, it's like you know we all kind of had this idea of who we wanted to be, and it took some time, but now it's like we're actually putting the building blocks together. You know what I mean? Yep. Of like, and that all has to do with the amount of authenticity. Maybe you didn't feel comfortable doing it two years ago. Like、right. I didn't feel comfortable doing certain things two years ago. Right. But now, the more that we connected with self, and the more that we understand our energy and the divinity that we have, it led us to now being able to tangibly put together the building blocks of what our dreams are. Yeah, I completely、you know? agree with that. How do you think understanding yourself has played into the close friends you have around you? I think that、um, you want to be careful with the energy that you allow or that、um, that you share with. And so, what was the specific question that you so? How do you feel that getting in touch with yourself and understanding、right. yourself has evolved your your friend circle, your close、life. friend circle, your your social network, right? right? Like who you share that energy with, like you talked about,、mm-hmm. you know. I feel like that stems personally a lot from knowing yourself, right? Right, because I know if I know me really well,、mm-hmm. I know the vibes I'm giving off will only be received by people that are that on the same wavelength. On the same、it? wavelength, yeah, exactly. So I'm very cautious with who I share energy with. You know, it's, it's not like I'm like scared, but it's like I give. I used to trust until given a reason not to trust, and now it's like I'll trust once I see that there's like that energy. Mm. You know what I mean. So I'm one of those people that will walk right up to everybody. I want to give everybody a chance. I feel like everybody has a story. Everybody has like their own background.、Um, but once you feel that energy, you have to understand whether or not it's going to be in alignment with your life and your life goals. Gotcha. And so knowing myself has made for the best relationships that I've had right now at 24 than in my whole life. Word and even with some of the same people who I had rocky relationships with. Gotcha. You know, did、so. you did you ever think that、um, you know it took a lot of time to get to this point? Did you have like any type of relationships that helped you realize this? Oh like, yeah. Oh shit.、Definitely. You know, it took some. You know, maybe I'm not being real with,、right. with with like what I'm giving out, and that's why you know this friendship probably went sour or、right. something. Yeah, it's like、um, you have to be 
kind of cautious at that point because you don't want to put blame on yourself. Gotcha. You want to empathize even with self, mm. right? So like you look back and you're like, okay, so I could have done this better. Yeah, but then forgiveness is such a key too, though. And so you forgive yourself if that other person that you know, may not be aware of how childhood traumas and past traumas has an effect on who you are and how you behave today. You know, I guess it, it could all be linked to psychology. It could all be linked to spirituality and human nature. Gotcha. Those are the three keys that really, like, help me come up with my decisions and my philosophies on life. Wow. So I think, um, you know, having, you need to experience it. Yeah. You need to have a bad relationship to know what a good relationship should be like. Yeah, I completely you know? agree with you, man. And I think you touched on a really interesting concept there that I think a lot of it takes a lot of people, you know, a lot of time yeah. to, to realize that getting in touch with your childhood self and understanding, you know, what trauma you might have had or right. what has led you to build this like wall with people. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps you understand who you are and why you act the way you do. Yeah. Because uh, even with me, right, I had this thing because I'm a real social cat. I mm-hmm. love talking to people. You, you see somebody, yep. I'm like, I'll talk to them. You yeah. name it. I got you. Um, so would you consider yourself like an approacher? Like everybody that you see, you're just like... 100%. Okay. I, I make eye contact. And if I don't say hi to you, it's awkward. Because I'm like, <laughs> all right, like now we're connected. You know what I mean? Like eye contact, we're connected. And so now if I don't say something... It's like, am I scared of talking to you? Like, what's, what's going up? on? You know what's what I mean? up? You know, it's interesting because I've found that um, when you're doing yourself and that other person a disservice by not approaching and not talking to yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. And I learned this through dating, actually. Like, just right. talking to women in various um, situations. Mm-hmm. At first, I was really hesitant to just talk to a girl I found really attractive. Right. And then... It came to a point where I was being forced to put in those situations where I'm like, if I don't do anything about this, nothing is going to come of it. Yeah, yeah. You so know? also, if you don't, if she makes the first move, then she's the alpha. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's not a good place that's to That's not be a good place to start. Even if you do hook up, uh-huh. even if like, let's say you form a relationship out of that. Okay. So one of my relationships, right? Got you. Um, I had seen her, right? I walked into the store. It was uh, Publix, right? And I walked in. I saw her from the back. I was like, God damn. I was like, yo, I have to say something. So I walked over to her, but she was in the middle of a conversation. Mm. So I didn't bother her. Okay. So, okay, I'm not about to interrupt. I probably could have. Yeah. But it was my own self-doubt that made me not do it. So I walk around, whatever, and I'm thinking, damn, like, it's in the back of my mind. I have to say you something. You got that right? what if. Always. Yeah, like, I have to, right? Right, right. So then I look down the aisle, and I see her at the cashier. And I'm like... Yo, that's it. Fuck it. I'm going to the cashier. You know, I don't care if I have to get more shit. I'm buying whatever I have to buy and that's it. So then I go over and I'm just about to say something to her and she looks at me and she gives me the stank face like like up and down like as if like I like, you know, like Did stabbed something. her sister or something. Like it was like she gave me this look and I was like, "Whoa." And then I was like, "Well, okay, now I'm not going to say anything." Gotcha. And then she goes, "Tony Blanco?" I'm like, yo, what? What? I was like, what the fuck? She, I was like, yeah, how'd you know? And she was like, yo, I was just looking at your stories. I was like, yo, no way. And it was like, I had just moved here. I hadn't been here for more than two, three months. That's crazy. So it like bro. it aligned the universe. And so like that was what I would consider a karmic relationship. Mm. Which do you know about like twin flame? Uh, I don't. So okay, so tell me about that. What yeah, you so think your about karmic that? relationship is uh, the relationship that teaches you a lot of things about love and you have to pay for your past karmas. Hmm. I used to cheat. I used to lie. 
you know, like to all of my relationships. Like I didn't take them seriously. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And so that was the one that I was fully invested in. Gotcha. And it wasn't at first. I was doing me the same way that I used to do me in the mm -hmm. beginning. But then as I fell deeper in love with her, the tables turned. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So yeah, that's, that's uh, the karmic relationship is when you pay for those past karmas. That's real interesting. Yeah. I, I've never actually put a word to that, but I've always yeah, understood the concept. Yeah, mm. and I think it, it plays a big role with, with habits, right? Because yeah. I used to be the same way. Um, you know, you're just kind of in this idea that you're just like a player. You know, yeah. you're just going to hear, oh, this ain't going to be I identify else. with that for yeah, a while. Exactly. I thought it was mad cool. I think a lot of dudes you know? do in the beginning, especially because it's like, it's a way of putting up a mask. You're yeah. protecting yourself from getting anything serious because you don't want to get hurt. Pretty right. much. So you're like, I'm going to be a player. Play is play. Right. I'm going to do me. I'm going to stay mm -hmm. hard. But then what happens is you lack intimacy in that process. Exactly. You don't understand intimacy. And that really starts to weigh on you when you get into a real relationship. Right. So when you get into something serious and it's worth it, you, you see the worth and you see that this relationship can evolve you. Right. I think where that habit really starts to break. And it's almost like you said, you're paying for your past there by just realizing, oh, shit. Right. I gotta, I gotta, actually be real. Yeah, true to who I am, and not put up this this facade. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that relationship caused me so much immense pain that it shifted who I was mm. to who I am today, and I could not be more grateful because the universe aligned it that way. The more that I learn about psychology and stuff like that, it's like, um, you know, how we started this conversation is that. If she approaches you, then she's the dominant one, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, uh, you know, I feel like as men, we do struggle with this concept of, like, we have to be the dominant one. We have to be the alpha male, you know? And uh, it's just, it, it's crazy that, like, it sets you on this path to learn a lot of different things when you open up your mind to literally learn the concepts and social structures. I completely you know? agree. And I think there's this pressure on men to stay to this uh, stigma of what alpha really means, yeah. right? It's like, you got to be the hunter. You got to be the, the alpha of all males in the building. You mm -hmm. got to be the top dog. Yeah. When it's not necessarily that, you know, you just got to be the leader, even on a micro level. Right. You know, just show the person that you're with that you can lead in a situation. Right. You know? But a leader, not a boss. Exactly. That's a really right. good way to put it. Be a leader, not a boss. Because mm -hmm. there's different ways of leading. You know, I've seen a lot of relationship dynamics where it's not necessarily ne like needed for you to be the top breadwinner, the top right. leader and all that, right? You can lead in other areas. You could be the nurturer in some ways where you're leading in that aspect. And that's what makes that relationship valuable. You right. know, it's just really understanding how you can lead. Right. Um, I saw this really in dating on a micro level, uh, specifically when I set up dates, right? Mm -hmm. You want to show you're leading by, I plan one place. All right, we're going to go to this bar, okay? Mm -hmm. Always keep it casual. Always oh, keep AG it casual, is about to drop bro. game I'm right to, now, I'm trying to teach y'all some game right go. now. All right. Don't go to a restaurant. Don't go to a movie. That shit is too... For the first? For the first. For the first date. I don't do it. It's too no restaurant. It's too intimate. No it, movies. No movies. You don't you don't really know the person like that yet, right? right? You're just movies. So it's safe to say you don't fuck on the first date. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Yo, I plead the we fifth. Ain't gonna go there. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Well, all you gotta know. <laughs> right, right, right. All you gotta know is that when you're at the movies, it's very you don't even talk. You're just mm. watching something. That's true. So you don't get to know each other. Right. You know, and when you're at a restaurant, there's let's say the date goes sour, mm -hmm. right? 
how is the girl going to leave and how are you going to leave? Yeah. I always like picking a spot that's both of us could leave if we really wanted it's to. It's neutral. It's neutral. Exactly. Mm. And I feel like that plays a long way when you're scheduling something. Yeah. You know? The girl kind of subconsciously maybe even realizes, okay, well, if we go to a bar, I could just call my girlfriend over and we can dip. You know, right. if that's the case. If this all goes bad. So is a bar a place that you would go? A bar would be nice. I wouldn't go to somewhere packed. You know, just like a casual spa. Maybe they serve mm. some beers, you know, a drink or two. I think that's ideal. Because... Mm. It puts you in an environment where you want to talk. Right. You know, it's a social environment. Yeah. And not necessarily... Alcohol I'll, had a huge part with who I am today. Me too. I'm not in the front, bro. Me too. It taught me how to socialize. Yeah. Straight up. Do you consider, like, do you think that you have a drinking problem? I do not. Okay. I do not. I do not need alcohol to operate, but I do find the value in alcohol when it is yeah, needed. Yeah, absolutely. You get me? Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. don't think it's absolutely necessary. Even in a date setting, let's say you don't want alcohol in the mix, go right. to a park. You know, go somewhere where you can walk and talk. Mm. Whole point is be somewhere social. Wow, a park, And you bro, can leave. That's crazy because I think, like, depending on... And that's a lot of, like, powerful energy that you're setting and intention that you're setting when exactly. you do the things that you do. You're leading. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in such, like, uh, that intention of you're not going to entrap anybody... You're not going to make it set up so that you're in a position of power. Exactly. You are leveraging e equalness. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're like, mm -hmm. yo, like you come, we're both going to be in a spot where we could both leave or we could both stay. And it's completely based on how we vibe off of each other. Exactly. It's not like I have to drive you home or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like That's beautiful. All man. of that is, it's neutral, like you said. Right. And that's the important spot. And now where it ties a little bit more into leading, what mm. I found helped me a lot in, in dating is find knowing your, your places, right? So if I go to this park, I know there's a dope-ass coffee shop right across yeah. the street. So we're going to go for a little stroll. If it's going well, no one hits that abort button, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> then we're going to go to that coffee shop and I'll be... And do you know a lot of people at that coffee shop? You can if you go regularly. Knowing your surroundings plays a huge role. Right. You know, going regularly helps, you know, the cashier. It builds rapport. Exactly. So you know? that rapport, right? So um, basically, like, instead of where... I'm going to bring it back to the alpha thing. Gotcha. Right? Where a lot of guys, you know, it's crazy how, like... We're basically like these gorillas or these chimps in, in nature where it's like, you know, we have to be the biggest, we have to be the strongest, we need to out-alpha other males. But then a female could instantly just flip the switch and you're not as alpha as you thought you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, Trying so now life, I just yeah. shitted all over every relationship with all these males and, and just to get turned down by a female because like, you know, your your alphaness isn't determined on how you mistreat other males. Yeah, it's 100% you know? not the case, man. I think um, when it comes to your alphaness, it's really tying into to frame, right? right? It's a word that I love to use. Absolutely. Your frame. And your frame is how confident you are in yourself. In yourself. Right? Back, back to the, the authenticity. Self, the authenticity. Yes. That's why I wanted to talk about this. Because when you are confident in who you are and mm. that authenticity you give off, you got a strong frame. Right. You attract people who are like-minded. Right. And this plays really well into friends, into, into girlfriends, relationships, dating, you name it. Every relationship. Every relationship you'll probably have from yeah. here on out all ties into how authentic you are with you. Right. Because that frame you build gives off this energy, and this energy is received really well by those who are like-minded. Exactly. You know? Or not even like necessarily like um, 
so like-minded in that your philosophies are the same or that your political thoughts are the same. Yeah. But just so much is that like you understand that you could like sense like, okay, he or she is comfortable being themselves. That makes me feel comfortable. Yep. Now you're around somebody who's nervous, right? Or that uh, they're insecure and that shit projects in such a way oh, man. that it's like I, I relieve myself of insecure people. Because it's like being around them, it's like, you know, it's uh, drama could concur. Mm-hmm. You know, fights could break out. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're not comfortable being yourself. That's it. And then it's like, if you're comfortable being yourself around them, you have to kind of like dim your shine in order to not start conflict. Yeah. And, and that's terrible. Sad, that's you know? terrible. Because then you can't be yourself. Exactly. That person is just definitely not being themselves. Right. But they're insecure. So they're building right. up this wall. And forcing you to climb it <laughs> pretty right, much, right, you know? Right. And that's really frustrating. You know, those, that's where I, I've, I've learned this, this process called like vetting, right? Like you want to vet the people around you. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, you want to understand who's worthy of being in, close to you in the first place, For sure. right? Because if I, if I have a friend who probably wouldn't really be my friend in the first place, if they're like that, always putting up walls, acting real fake and offended if, if someone else is, you know, not kind of calling them out on it or something, you know, right. or, or not playing the same game. Mm. I don't play games. I don't got time yeah. for that. You I know? appreciate when somebody is like, yo, dude, you got to straighten your shit out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It levels like, you up. That's real friends. That's yep. real. Like, that's my brother right there. Somebody who's like, so I brought up the drinking thing mm. during quarantine, bro. I was fucked up every day, mm. but I was working nine to five, nine to six, actually, in a toxic ass environment Damn. that I would go home and I'm comfortable being myself. I'm Tony motherfucking Blanco, yo. I'm like hype, you know, I'm, and then I get to work and then they shoot down everything. Ba ba ba, because I'm the youngest guy there that believes in himself. And there's these like 50 something year old dudes that are in the same position as me, but they're sad because how come this guy is happy? How come he's, how come he could be himself right. and I can't? Right. You know? So it's like, um, I had to remove myself ever since I've removed myself from that situation, dude. And um, how does it tie into the drinking is that like, you feel more free. When you drink, it's like, you know, I'm able to say things uh, that I would say, but that the filter is there. Mm. So let me take off the filter, right? They say like a, a drunk man's words is a sober man's thoughts, Yep. right? So it's like, and then I was drunk every single day and um, my cousin... I went over, me and him, we have this thing where authenticity is so important to me Mm. that both of the brands that I've created, Blanco and High Vibrations, both the mission statements are the same. The whole idea is to like create an environment, you know, through Blanco, I create music and and content where I'm expressing my authenticity Mm. in hopes that others will be like, yo, if he could do it, I could do it. And then like I started a brand with my cousin where it was like, we have these things called conversation parties. Where it's like we actually take a seat back and like we just, you know, express our authenticity in, in a way that like you feel safe to be your authentic self. Gotcha. And then we get to hear what you're saying. But that same cousin told me during one of those events, like after the event, he was like, um, he actually didn't say it directly to me. And I think that's what hurt. Uh, I think I would have respected it a lot more if he had said it directly to me, but I gotcha. heard it from other people in the family. Gotcha. And uh, the whole point was that he was worried for me. Interesting. Why? Because I'm driving drunk. I'm out here doing making bad decisions. Gotcha. You know, and it's like, 
wow, like that shit hit me in a way that I was like, dude, maybe you do have a problem. Mm. And I know it runs in my family. Gotcha. So I was like, okay, like take a deep breath, analyze. Now, to be able to admit that fault, it's a powerful thing called accountability. Mm. And once you acknowledge that you have a problem, you take control. By holding yourself accountable, you take control over your life and you make that decision. Do I want to change? Yes. Okay. That's my choice. And now my action needs to follow. I, com- I completely agree with you, man. So, it, it's, it's funny because I feel like as, a, as people, we always face these crossroads, mm-hmm. right? Where we have a choice. Right. We could run from our problem yeah. or face it head on like a bull. Yeah. You know, we can force change or we can just act like it's not a problem to begin with and just be like, no, nah, I don't have anything wrong with me and just keep it going like everything's Gucci when it's really not. Right. You know, but it's that self-reflection, that retrospection that really helps you understand, oh, shit. Okay. I see a pattern here. Like looking into self. Yeah, exactly. Looking into self and identifying mm-hmm. with it, understanding who you are, like what is going on there, you know? I've seen that a lot with um, just my patterns. I've changed a lot of my behaviors personally mm. just from seeing what, what keeps popping up. You know, right. this has played a real immense role, especially when it comes to relationships for me. You know, ones that are more in the sexual and loving side. Okay, why didn't this one become more intense than it should have been? You know, that person was opening up to me. Mm. Why was I building a wall? What's going on there? You know, wait a minute. This is happening in my past three relationships. What's going on here, right? So you start understanding, hold up, there's something wrong here. Now I had two decisions. I could either run or I could face it head on and understand what's going on. Right. Right. But the funny thing is that you can't run. You you can't. Because it's inevitable. Exactly. So your next relationship is going to be the fourth relationship that is exactly like the past three. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So you either got to, yeah, you're right. You either got to face it or that's it. Or that's it. You, you act like everything's fine when it's really not. It's like that meme of that dog in a burning building. You know, everything's fine. Right, Everything's right, right. not fine, yeah, bro. it's not, bro. <laughs> Everything, it's not fine. It's crazy. You know? And like, what are were any of those relationships like toxic? None. Um. None, none were, wow. well, none were toxic in a sense that the person was, the relationship was very uh, dangerous almost, you know, like, right. or. So you've never encountered that? No, because I never let it into my life. Oh, man. You I know? grew up with that shit. Yes. Yeah, that's tough. You know what I mean? I, so that was a childhood trauma. Interesting. That was like, was carrying out into my, into my life that, uh. You know, I found myself, basically, I learned to set boundaries. Gotcha. You know, and you were mentioning about relationships, about like, um, you know, running away from the problem or facing it. Well, I'm right now in the process of learning about the pain pleasure principle. Okay. Right. And the way that I was taught is that uh, the example is that, let's say, you know, in a relationship, you experience pain. Mm. And so now... You know, you won't do relationships, but is it really like you may find pleasure in a relationship, but that fear of pain will will keep you from, you know, finding that immense love. Got you. Got you. I've I've definitely um, thought about that myself. Right. I'm like, wait a minute. Is there a block here that's stopping me from is there like a past pain or some shit that that, that's stopping me from realizing 
this this relationship could be something great. Right. I could really let it blossom, you mm. know? Um, and I think a lot of people have that. You know, like they they have a past pain that they don't really want to self-reflect on because your subconscious is literally just covers it up, bro. They're like, yeah. nah, nothing to see here. But if you really dig deep and think about the patterns around you, what's been happening, you'll uncover that. Yeah. You know, and you start talking to someone or just even just analyzing it yourself, you can understand what the root of the problem is to begin with. Right. And really tackle it. And that's so powerful because when you do that work, that's what that transmission of energy that's doing to the universe will attract the people towards you. When you exactly. say like-minded, now I get it. Now you get it's it. It's like, so I look at it, I tell people all the time, it's like, don't be mad at them because they're still at B. You're at H. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you can't get mad at them for not being where you are yet. Mm-hmm. Once you do that internal work, it changes your life. Completely, man. You're like opening the floodgates mm-hmm. all of a sudden. You know, you're yeah. allowing all that good energy that you really wanted, that manifestation yeah. that you've been looking for, can happen now. Right. Because you've done the inner work. And I, I think the inner work is so important, mm-hmm. yet I so quickly brushed off because yeah. our egos just let it be, right? It's like, nah, that girl didn't dig me because, uh, you know, she's just not about it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm me. She couldn't stand just being like with a king or some shit. Nah, that, that wasn't it. It's just yeah. that you don't understand yourself enough to, or even thought about that enough to really understand what's, what, what's the problem in the first place. Right. You know? And I, it's, it plays a really big role, man. Really big role. And I, I found that even besides relationships, right? Even friendships. One right. of the biggest, this is one of the biggest revelations I've had recently. Um, like I said, I'm real social, mm-hmm. right? So when I'm real social, I want to make sure everyone has a good time with me. Right. You know, it's like a feeling of you're on the same level, we're on the same level, smiling all good. Mm. But that's not the case. I'm kind of forcing it to be that way. I was about to say, is that a pressure on you? Yeah, it was for a while. Okay. Right? And I don't understand why until I really started thinking about it, you right. know? Um, but what was happening was I was putting up like a mask, you know? Right. I was trying to please everybody with this mask, you know? Because wow. I knew that you would vibe with me if I act this way. You would vibe yeah. with me if I act this way. But then at the end of the day, when, you know, I really self-reflected on it, I was like, this is building inauthentic relationships. You know, I'm not really calling this out for what it is. Right. Me being kind of fake and trying to make sure that Damn, you're, you're just what? comfortable with me, you know? Yeah. That's it. That's it. And it was, it was like a subconscious thing. I wasn't right. even doing it consciously. But I feel like I'm authentically a chameleon. The way that I'm speaking with you right now mm. is different. Like any of, of, you know, the listeners or like, you know, like anybody who's used to hearing me a certain way, right. there's no such thing. Right. Because if I talk to, um, let's say there's five people, we're all in a group. That's going to be the group, Tony. Then there's going to be, you know, me with Adrian, Tony. Yep. There's going to be me with Jonah, Tony. Right. It's like there's different. Different you know Tonys. I mean? Yeah, exactly. So then at the end of the day. But the mask is authentic though. It's like, because to me. I, I found myself people-pleasing at first, mm. but now it's like um, just enjoying being yourself. Like, for me, it's about connecting with people. Mm. And so building that rapport has to do with, with connecting with people and, and showing them that you understand them, right? So have you ever heard of matching and mirroring? Yes. So, okay, so how do you feel about that? Yeah, so I think matching and mirroring can go a long way for building... A relation, a good foundation for a relationship in the beginning. Okay. In terms of like 
they'll open up to you. They'll start smiling more with you. They'll they'll be more comfortable with allowing you to be their friend. Okay. Right. But it can become toxic to a degree towards yourself. Mm. You know, because at what point, like you said, you got all these different Tonys. At what point do you understand who the real Tony is? When I'm by myself. When you're by yourself. When I'm by myself. Right. So then at what point can those really close to you understand who the real Tony is? Never. That's and I'm fine with that. You're completely cool with because that. Because I know that I'm a divisive figure. Gotcha. I know myself enough that I want to have good relationships with people and the people who I care about the most, I've had relationships with my whole entire life. The mm. closest people to me are my family. Mm. So like with your family, you could think back to like good times, bad times, happy times, sad times, literally fucking roller coaster. Yeah. You know, and they've seen you at your worst. They've seen you at your best. Well, because I care about them, because those, I remember there would be times that I was hurt or upset that like, how come they don't accept me for me? Well, maybe I'm just too much for them. But like, I know that that's, I think that's part of the drive of me making my own personal brand and being an artist. Gotcha. I was just going to mention that a lot of my friends who are artists, I feel like this principle doesn't fully apply because one of the things that an artist always has to do is build a alter ego in a way, you know, like you, like my friend, I have a friend named Franchise, right? Mm -hmm. Franchise is Franchise. Like you are this rapper who is glamorous and glitz. You know, you live up to that rap name that you are, you are that mofo, you know, but Mike which is his real name, is, is a different person. And that's the way it has to be, you know, because as an artist, you need to be a, a version of yourself that you want to put out with your music. You need to right. identify, you need to build a brand, an identity that's separate from yourself. Yeah. And that's understandable. I built that brand based off of who I've always wanted to be. And so I think that there is um, there's aspiring and there's a wannabe, right? If you are, let's say, 18-year-old me was a wannabe. Oh, I'm a rapper, this, that, and the other thing. Never had a recorded track. Never took the time to produce a track. You know, hadn't finished recording school yet. You know what I mean? Hadn't done all those things that changes you to an aspiring person. Mm. So let's say, uh, you know, like now, um, depending on like the traction that you're gaining and whatnot, like you are an aspiring uh, podcast host, right? Gotcha. Because you're putting the action in and the effort in. So what you want to do is backed by action. Now, if you never did it, but you just talk about it all the time, and people are yo, fucking three years goes by. This guy, he keeps talking about how he's going to do his podcast. That's a wannabe. Hmm. And there's nothing wrong with being aspiring. There's no, the only people who ever call somebody who is aspiring a wannabe are people who want to be but refuse to put in that effort and that action. Gotcha. So that's where I think a lot of people's projection of their insecurities comes out to people who are authentically themselves because it takes fucking work. It does, man. It takes a lot of work. And I've realized even uh, with, with artists, like you said, that the, the ego, that the alter ego that you kind of build, you become that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just embody it because it's yeah. who you really are. Yep. And I saw this with, with my homie franchise. You know, he literally just became that motherfucker that, that he right. wanted to be and now he is that guy so socially i have to be nice to people yeah right but then on my tracks i could be like motherfucker bitch like you know it's like you could say whatever you want and do whatever you want express yourself yeah in your art yeah 
you know, but then socially. And uh, you mentioned way in the beginning something about p- people who are offended, people who are insecure. Oh, man. I think that society is based on the opinions of the insecure. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. I see that what's happening, especially today. Yeah. You know, now cancel not, culture. Yeah, not to get too political, but cancel culture is toxic. You got to say it's nah. very toxic. Yo, if I don't agree with you and I'm like, Adrian's canceled, that's it, he's done. Bro, how are we ever going to have a conversation about exactly. it? How are we ever going to grow? And that was only Adrian on July 29th. You know what I'm saying? Like, Facts, Adrian, man. August 3rd, maybe completely fucking different. I completely agree, man. And it's a thing that's, it doesn't allow you, it's like saying, okay, Tony, you got to be Tony Blanco. And if you stray away from that once within the next 10 years, you're canceled. That's it. You say one thing that just don't, don't make sense, you're canceled. Right, but to who? To, to whose who? idea of like who says that that you are this person? Ridiculous. You know, like labels and people who try to put you in a box, mm. right? Oh man, I've had so many experiences where like I've done something, I've explored a certain aspect of my life, and people try to throw a label on it. Gotcha. I'm like, no, like that's you know, I don't identify with that. I just had to explore. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you needed to learn who you're gonna be. Exactly. Tying it right back into authenticity, man. Yep. It takes time. You just got to really focus on who you are going to be, right? Think about it. Reflect. Mm. Who are you? Who are you allowing your close friends to be? Yeah. Because they will give you energy, and that energy will determine who you are as a person at some point. Right. You know, because your closest friends, you ask opinions for. You ask them some serious shit. Right. And they help you process things, and that ultimately becomes your identity. Right. So I think it plays a big role when you do the self So how your friends interpret you? Yeah. So like, what I mean by this, I, let, me, let me clarify. So like, let me say, let's say I'm being authentic, right? Like I'm trying to be the most authentic version of myself. Okay. So what I want to do is have those close, close friends. I'm not talking about like acquaintances or just like kind of friends. I'm talking like- People that are in your circle. Your top five, you right. know, like the people you always chill with. Right. Those people. I'm so lucky. I have such a good, like, shout out to my top five, bro. You know, shout out to my top five. For real, for real. Shout out to our top top ten, bro. (laughs) Like, it's so valuable because to have a really strong top five that you know are completely real with themselves as well. Mm. Because they will reflect that energy onto you is what I mean. You know, like, I'll come to them about decisions, big life decisions, or how I'm thinking about something. Mm. Yo, you know, am I thinking about this right? Like, should I make X decisions that are B? You know what? You have deep conversations with those five people. Probably. So I think that the most powerful uh, friends in that sense will be the ones that guide you to self-discovery. Mm, that's exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because it's like for somebody, we don't like being told what to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's so, so important. When I got happy and I was like, yo, shout out to my top five, it's because like I surround myself only with people who encourage my energy. Mm. And that's exactly you what, what you saying? want, man. They should act like an amplifier. Exactly. Yep. And also, not only that, but they should also be able to kind of halt you when they feel like something's up. You know, like, think about it. Yeah. Because then you could be led astray. You could be going astray on your own thing, thinking you're doing it right. And all of a sudden, you know, one of them has to be like, listen, man, you should think about this a little differently. Yeah. You know, because I feel, you know, and you value their opinion and they're able to help you level up in that way. They let you see the world a little differently to then grow. Right. You know, 
Um, but that's what I mean about your top five and making sure that that close friend circle is authentic, you know, and real mm-hmm. because that will ultimately determine who you will become. You know, you got to be more selective with, or I feel like everybody needs to be more selective yeah. with who that close friend group is going to be, you know, really yeah. think about it because the yeah. energy you give them, they'll give back to you. They'll either amplify you or they'll lead you astray. You know, I met somebody who, um, I've known them for a couple of years, just based off of, we both lived in another state. Mm. We had never met in person. I think yeah, we were like true. Facebook friends or some shit. And like, uh, I ended up, she came down here and we had a great time together. And I'm like, holy shit, like it's so weird that I've known you for years and we finally meet. And um, she had gotten herself into some situations back where, back where we used to live. Uh, she had gotten involved with drugs and, you know, had to, had to, you know, straighten that out for herself. And that's an amazing thing. That, that ability that she acknowledged and she put herself in rehab is, like, so strong. Gotcha. I don't base somebody off of, like, oh, wow, they used to do this, they used to do that. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Look at them right now. She's making change. She's powerful. Mm. You know what I mean? And so it's, like, um, now, after we hung out one time, I encouraged her. I told her how, how beautiful her voice was. We were singing, freestyling together, you know, and then she tried out for the voice a week later. And it's like her biggest fear is rejection, which is like to me, it was like, you know, I made her promise that no matter what happens at this thing, because I, I know how it works. American Idol, The Voice, they literally publicly embarrass you in front of you know, millions of Americans. They will. And that's the point of it. Yeah. So it's like, I think she literally was like, I'm scared of rejection. I'm going to go to the place that is literally going to reject me for fucking, for, you know, for laughs. Yep. And, uh, and she went through it. She did it. And I'm so, so proud of her because it's like, why do I bring this up? Because her friends before were not encouraging her energy. She hung out with me one time. I feel like, yo, I'm fucking Tony Blanco, bro. I'm out here freestyling. Like, I don't freestyle with everybody. I don't sing around everybody. Gotcha. She encouraged my energy. And I did the same back. And that's how that works. That works together. Exactly. That's not like somebody just like, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to make him feel like the dog. And it's like, what is he doing for you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You want to build each other. Very important on the building and just keeping that flow going, Mm -hmm. you know, and deciding who is really going to be the one. Right. The the, the chosen ones, pretty much. Right. To have that continuous energy exchange. For sure. Yeah. How are we doing on time? 38. All right. Well, this kind of just wraps up, you know, the episode, man. That Yo, was amazing, man. Yeah, I bro. appreciate you it's been so a much. Great freaking, you know, conversation, man. Thank you so much for coming. The first episode of The Social Age. I hope you guys enjoy. I feel like we really dropped some gems today. Um, shout out to Tony Blanco, bro. You can follow me on the IG at Tony.blanco with the K. Y'all already know. Give him a I follow. appreciate you for, for inviting me. I think um when it comes into when I got that text the other day. You literally said you were like, you know, I'm going to have my first episode and the topic is going to be authenticity and energy and I want you to be the first guest. I was like, dude, what? This is the universe. <laughs> like, because, uh, you know, I want to kind of like also touch on the fact that like, you know, this is a podcast now, but how long have you been working on this? How long has this been a thought? How long has this been something that you needed to conquer things within yourself? Long to time, To be able man. to do, exactly. Long time just developing myself to the point where I feel good enough to even talk about it. And now it's here. You know, it's here. You exactly. did it, man. Yeah. You did it. Thank, Thank you for you, having man. me. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. 
Well, that uh, wraps it all up, man. Hope y'all enjoy and have a great day. <laughs> that was dope, man. Yeah, man. That was, that was so dope, especially with like the, the jitters too. It's